Okay. Hello, everyone. Welcome to a new episode of Emo Homies. This is Amber. And I'm Emily. And today's episode is all about the girls. As it should be. So I guess, I don't know. I feel like girls in the scene don't always get all the recognition that they should. And I feel like it's always been like that. No, I agree. I think it's like definitely a male-dominated environment, which is a bummer because like even sitting down trying to like come up with a whole list of all of the bands that had women in it took me like a lot longer, whereas I could just rattle off like easily 20 all-male bands. Yeah. So I just wrote a list. It might have like 20 on it. Maybe. Like, my list that has, like, 20 on it. I have noticed. I don't know. I feel like now, like, as in recent times, there's more girls entering into the scene than in the past. Or I feel like there's, like, way more currently. Really? Well, I guess just, like, breaking out and emerging. Meet Me at the Altar is an all-girl band. Oh, yeah. And, like... Honey Revenge, Girl Fronted, Scene Queen, Pollyanna. Like, that's four who are, like, really big in the scene right now. Or maybe not really big, but I feel like are breaking out. Yeah, and then we have, like, Lolo and Taylor Acorn. Charlotte Sands. Oh, my goodness, I forgot about her. How did we forget Charlotte? Yeah. Sorry, Charlotte. (laughs) Did not mean, but yeah, so like, I feel like that's a lot compared to like years in the past. And I'm sure there's more that we like don't even know. I had a really hard time with this topic because for the longest time I boycotted women fronted bands like actively only for the reason that I didn't love female vocals. So I don't know. I know that's not a really good reason. I just like listening to guys sing a little better than women, but I'm getting back on the train, especially because like girl power, you know. I feel like for me, because I really got into the scene as an adolescent who was boy crazy, and I feel like the market of bands, especially when I got into it, like obviously there's bands like paramore evanescence new year's day but i feel like like i said i feel like there's a lot more now than when i first started or maybe i just didn't know because i was a boy crazy adolescent who all of the media marketing definitely steered me towards like the typical emo looking scene boy in these bands singing you know yeah but I almost feel like festivals and just concert tours and everything would have like one token band that was like the, ooh, we have a woman in it. That's like our selling point. And then the rest would be like all guys. So like there were a few in like our adolescent years that like I can think of. Like I remember Alternative Press really pushed Paris at us. Yeah. But I never got into them. I feel like Tonight Alive was another one. Mm-hmm. But the fact that we have to rack our brains to think of these bands just makes me feel like not that there's a problem with the scene, but like the representation just is not equal at all. Not even close. 
No, it's not. And like, I never really sat down and thought about the why before. I mean, probably the same reason that it's in like general, you know, we always have to like prove ourselves more. And I just saw a tweet from the lead singer of Honey Revenge like a couple days ago, actually. And she, her name's Devin. And she said that in her tweet, it was, she like, it was in quotations and it said something like, oh, what did it say? It was basically like insinuating, oh, you're really good for being a female vocalist. Like, I don't really listen to female bands or something, but it was like a backhanded compliment. Mm. And then she was like, that's not like what you think it means. Like, that's, it's a backhanded compliment because we shouldn't, it kind of sucks that we have to like, that we, that this whole episode is a topic because I was just looking at the Instagram. So Courage My Love was a band and these twin sisters, one was the lead singer and one was the drummer and then their guitarist was a guy and I loved them and they would play Warp Tour. Like they played Warp Tour a couple times and I saw them. But Phoenix and Mercedes, the twin sisters, they have like their own band now called Soft Cult and I just was looking at their Instagram like right before this and they were on the cover of Kerrang! for International Women's Day or something like that. And for like women empowerment. And they're like, our gender shouldn't have to matter for our voices to like matter, you know? It just sucks because I feel like, like I said, female vocalists like don't get the recognition or even the respect that like males do, I feel like. Yeah, they're not like taken as seriously. Yeah, I get that. I know this is like kind of sort of related, but I always wondered what it'd be like to be on tour as a woman. I bet that is brutal sometimes. For like so many reasons, but the first thing I think of is hygiene. Yeah. Especially like when bands all talk about their van years. Like, could you imagine the maintenance that women have to like make themselves look put together and doing that in a van. Couldn't be me. No, I couldn't do it. And I was listening to an interview by, I think it was Ash Costello was talking. And she basically said that she has to look immaculate on stage every night, makeup, clothing, hair, Otherwise, she gets ripped apart because it's so much more important for women to look the part than men who can just throw on a T-shirt and jeans and go and sing on stage. But like if she didn't do her eyebrows or something flawlessly, then she'd get ripped apart on social media. That really sucks because she like when I think of women in the scene, like Ash Costello is one of the people that I first think of, not only because she's like insanely beautiful, but her voice is so strong mm -hmm. and like unique and she's just insanely talented. And it just sucks that there's like these standards, like these unwritten standards that they all have to put up with you know? yeah yeah no i agree 
And it might not be this extreme in all genres of music out there. But, like, this is definitely one of them. Because there's genres that are more female-dominated, I'm sure. Like, there has to be. I mean, I never did some research on it. But it's just interesting to think about all the dynamics involved with it. And if you think about it, like, when we say the scene, we're really encompassing multiple different genres of music. Like, if you think about it, like, who we're... Who I have listed, a lot of them are like pop punkish, you know? Yeah. And then I feel like you have like the middle where I feel like New Year's Day kind of falls in. And then you have like hardcore stuff that like screaming. How many women screamers can we name? I have two. Who do you have? I wrestled a bear once. Okay. That metalcore band, and then see you, space cowboy. Okay, I'm trying to think. Does the singer of Flyleaf do a little screaming? I feel like she might. I don't know. I haven't really. I only know like two Flyleaf songs, and I don't remember screaming in them. Okay, I could be wrong on this, so bear with me. But I feel like she might, like a little. Does in this moment scream? I do not listen to in this moment, honestly. I just heard their music today for the first time ever, so I couldn't weigh in on that one. But I had a friend in high school that was obsessed with him. And, I mean, she did seem to have a powerhouse voice. You know who I was thinking of when you were talking about, like, Ash Costello's super strong voice? The singer of Hailstorm. Oh, yeah, Lizzie. Her voice just blows my mind. It's just so, like confident and powerful and like it honestly made me think of the different styles of singing of women in the scene there's women that are a lot more delicate and soft and gentle with their approach and then there's women like in hailstorm where it's just like boom in your face like i have a powerful voice and like take it (laughs) like it's just crazy but they're also like impressive i could never be a singer I don't know how they do it. Same. But it's not all just singers. Yeah. No, they're... It's Jess Bowen. Yeah. Who's a drummer. She is the only female drummer I've ever heard of. Me too. But, like, go her. I love it. Actually, okay. I just said... There's a freaking... Meet Me at the Altar is an all-girl band. So. Oh, yeah. I don't know her name, though. I should have looked their names up before I, before we started this episode. Because shout out to the girls. Yeah. But I do feel like it's primarily if women are in these bands, they're more often the singer than something else. Yeah. Okay. The members. Meet Me at the Altar was also like so good when we saw them, even though the mm-hmm. sound was kind of like not good but they were good at performing and they're like really up and coming because when i saw paramore at the pfizer so Haley williams brought up like a little girl and she was wearing a meet me at the altar shirt and Haley williams was like they're such a good band and i'm like that's so cool that is very cool 
um, members of Meet Me at the Altar. Edith Victoria is the lead singer. Ada Horas, drummer. And I'm going to say Taya or Tia Campbell is the bass guitar player. I'm sorry if I said your name wrong. Wow. They're so cool. I wish I could have seen them when they were on tour, but they didn't come here. It was always the next time. Yeah, hopefully next time they come here. But their tour was a powerhouse. It was them and Honey Revenge, two of my top faves right now. Honey Revenge is good for anyone who has not heard of them. They're more in the family of like Paramore style. Yeah. So good. I love them. Speaking of Paramore, did you know the touring drummer of Paramore was in another band beforehand? No. What band? The drummer from Under Oath. Wow. Yeah. I did not know that. I don't believe he records with Paramore. But he does the touring, or at least he has. Interesting. Yeah, it says 2013 to 2017. So maybe not currently, but for a good chunk of time, he did. What a crossover, huh? <laughs> Since we're talking crossovers, we are the in crowd, a female fronted band. Did our song with Alex Gaskarth from All Time Low. Oh my, I know exactly what song you're talking about. It's What's a good it one. Called? Kiss Me Again. Oh yeah. I remember when I just, I discovered that song like a couple of years ago and I remember I was like, dude, this song is so good. And you're like, I literally have known this forever. And I was like, oh, yeah, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> I did hear that one like years and years ago, but I feel like we can't we are the in crowd came into my life when i was getting ready for warp tour one year and i was like i need to get into like more bands just in case and then i never even ended up seeing them which that is one of my biggest regrets of warp tour because they are a very good band and i just love we are the in crowd they they're nostalgic for me they are i i literally don't know that many songs but they are one of those nostalgia bands because i remember reading about them in alternative press a lot yeah they they did write a bit about them but maybe maybe we will get to see them again because i just found out right before we started recording that they're touring again and they're gonna be at the when we were young fest out in the west coast I don't know that we'll be able to make that track this year, but I mean, if they're performing for things like that, maybe touring again someday. But I don't know, because they haven't dropped an album since like 2014. So they might have some work to do if they're actually going to like come back, come back, come back. Not just like, surprise, we're going to sing our old songs. Like, Yeah. So. Well, we can hope. I'm hoping because I would love that. I mean... Boys Like Girls came back, so you can just manifest it. Anything can happen. Yep. Anything. <laughs> so I was scrolling the other day, and something popped up about Cassidy Pope from Hey Monday. 
Yes. Who is now a country singer. She is. Yes. Okay. So I got all the deeds right here. Okay. I knew her in high school from her band Hey Monday, but she was on The Voice. Mm-hmm. And apparently she was with Blake Shelton's team and she uh, won it. And so she went country after that. But she's now declared she's going back to rock music. Nice. Like just this week she posted or talked to People Magazine about it, I guess, that she doesn't feel she can express herself properly in the country scene. And something about she doesn't agree with all the politics and everything. So she feels that rock music is more in her soul and what she like vibes with. So she's going back, which I'm so glad because I'm not a country fan. I don't dislike it, but it's not for me. And it's like, yeah, somebody's coming back to like our side of the road, (laughs) you know? Nice. Yeah. That'd be exciting. Oh, I I have high hopes. I really do. She's a good singer. Yeah, she is. She's more of one of those like delicate singers, but still brings it. You know who else I think of when you say delicate singer? Who? At least, I guess I only know like two songs, technically, but The Pretty Reckless. You think she's delicate? At least in the song I like, you. That was pretty delicate. Oh, that one I don't know. I only know a few songs too, but like they're not delicate. They're not. Oh. No. So maybe she like can do both sides of it. Probably. Cause when I my like when I think of the pretty reckless, I think of the song You. You probably don't know it because it's like slow and sad. That yep. There <laughs> it is. Yeah. I'm really limiting myself here, I'm finding out. (laughs) I need to broaden my horizons and just suck it up and start loving the slow, sad music, apparently. I definitely, like, explicitly remember hearing her sing for the first time and being, like, shocked because I watched Gossip Girl, like, religiously when I was younger. and. The singer from The Pretty Reckless was little Jenny Humphrey, like the little sister of the main character. And she was so delicate and like quiet and soft spoken, but like rebellious. And then I heard her sing and I was like, that cannot be little Jenny Humphrey. Like it just blew me away. But it was it was really cool. Like she is a very talented woman. Yeah, when I first started listening, when I like heard The Pretty Reckless for the first time, and I found out that she was Cindy Lou Who from The Grinch. Oh, yeah. No way. That's wild. I forgot she was on that, too. Yep, little Cindy Lou Who. You know, they always talk about, like, how Miley Cyrus, like, dramatically throughout all of her Disney when she like grew up and everyone was just appalled at like that's not hannah montana because that's so like disrespective to like the disney mentality but i in my mind feel like taylor from the pretty reckless was like more extreme than that 
to go from little Cindy Lou Who to somebody who is like headlining huge rock festivals, has like a powerhouse voice. She dresses pretty provocatively, but like go for her. Like I support like if that makes you happy, then go for it. But like the extremes almost like makes Miley look like like not that serious in her transformation. Not to minimize Miley, but like you get what I'm saying. Yeah. But that's just how I see it, I guess. It makes sense. I think. Just such a dramatic switch. Yeah, no. When I, like I said, I was like, wow. But go her for growing. And I feel like the Miley thing, Miley was like in the spotlight. I feel like dramatically more because she was like a Disney kid, you know? That's true. Whereas Taylor... Not that she wasn't in the spotlight, but she didn't have this, like, clean Disney look to, like, live up to. Yeah, that's true. I guess I just look at it like Taylor's was more dramatic because she, like, disappeared for a little bit out of the scene and then just came back like, bam, I'm totally different. Versus, like, we saw all of Miley's little changes along the way. Yeah, yeah. I guess that's more where I was going with it. I gotcha. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. I don't know if I could do like a 180 on my whole image like that. The commitment it takes is some serious stuff. You're telling me, dude. I had to get, when I stopped having pink hair, I had to sit at my hairstylist for hours i was late to work i'll never forget i was working at a certain food establishment (laughs) and then i literally had to call my boss and i was like dude i'm gonna be like an hour late i have to finish my hair's processing oh no Uh, yeah but it was fine i i wasn't pink haired anymore had no piercings except my septum yeah doing that 180 is a lot i can't even like get rid of shirts that i haven't worn in like three years so like committing to flipping everything i i can't i can't do it speaking of shirts i (laughs) this is totally off topic and random but um i was healing doing some inner child healing so i was like i'm gonna put on a shirt from high school Mm -hmm. and i put on my all-time low future art shirt and this shirt used to be big on me and then i was like it's kind of tight now and i was like whoops but oh i also am not like 95 pounds anymore so i mean it makes sense but i was like holy crap like that's wild. And I'm like, I really haven't worn that shirt in a long time. Aww. I get you. Sorry, tangent. <laughs> We're great at those. I guess, okay, we can make that a tangent of being, of just, we can kind of move on maybe to just being like a girl in the scene, like even yeah. just as a fan. Because I think it's different 
for girls versus guys too just like being a fan in the scene like i remember when i went to my first warp tour i went with like she was more my cousin's friend but um so but she didn't have anyone like there so i said like i would hang out with her and stuff and i remember the night before we were on the phone and we were talking about like planning warp tour and like all the different bands we wanted to see and i will never forget she's like are you gonna go in the pit and i'm like what are you talking about like what pit Mm -hmm. and she's like the mosh pit and i was like what is that like i had no idea Hmm. what a mosh pit was and she was i forgot how she explained it and she's like but everyone's like super respectful and like especially like since we're girls and i was like okay and i don't know i just i didn't go in the pit like i don't i don't go in pits it's not my not my vibe not my scene but i was like why does it matter like if we're girls or not but it just kind of sucks because i feel like you get you get two sides of the coin you get like where girls are protected in the pit and Mm -hmm. like people do like respect and like watch out and like treat us equally but then you also can get that one jerk who like doesn't pulls down your shirt or like grabs you or something Mm -hmm. and it really sucks because it's not like the overwhelming population i feel like they're always just those few right and they gotta ruin it for everybody yeah no honestly like i'm just looking back at like crowd vibes over the years that i've been to i feel like most of the shows i have gone to were more women than men but the heavier shows that i've gone to is like more men than women and for some reason like this one August Burns Rudd show specifically sticks out in my memory because that was one of the heaviest shows I've ever been to. And I was very nervous because it was like all men. I would just see like a couple women here and there sprinkled throughout. And I was pretty nervous because I was like towards the front. And I have never been in a more respectful crowd. Like all the men there saw me and like took it upon themselves to like keep me safe not in like a weird way just in like a respectful way yeah and i just felt very like cared for by strangers and it was like just super comfortable and like it made the experience so much better to have like literal strangers looking out for you yeah and then i've gone to shows like motionless and white the women there are just very aggressive like in the past and i know you can't really weigh on that one because you haven't been to a motionless show (laughs) but i mean this was also almost 10 years ago now so maybe it's changed we've all grown up but 10 years ago when i would see motionless they were like had no remorse Like, I'm going to get to the front and I don't care what I have to do. But that's like a lot of metalcore shows I've noticed where, like, they have a fangirl, like, fan base. 
Yeah. I feel like there's always a couple. All-time low sometimes gets like that. Yeah. The women get very aggressive and don't care about looking out for each other. Yeah. I like on Facebook. I don't. So I'm in like groups on Facebook and there's this one like alternative like email group I'm in and I don't really comment on stuff really like every once in a while I will but I'm more just like look for the memes um but there's this one post about it was about like getting to the front or something and then I commented my comment I don't even remember what the comment was and then somebody else commented like I think it was about like pushing or like something. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, yeah, it's kind of annoying when like people keep pushing you to get to the front and there's nowhere to go. Yeah. And then I think somebody else commented and they said like that's just part of the experience. Like that's part like you should just get used to it. Like that's what happens at shows. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, like, people are going to push and stuff, but if there's nowhere to go, what's the point? Like, mm. the, like some people, we used to wait for hours to get our front row spot. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I get it. Everyone wants to be in the front and not everyone can wait hours. But then at the same time, like, I don't think it's fair to just, like, push your way to the front and, no. like, be a jerk about it, you know? And that person that commented, I'm like, are you a jerk at shows? I don't know. But I didn't comment back because I was like, I was like, I don't know. I just, if you can see, if you can hear it, yeah. Like, yeah, being at the front is cool, but I don't know. I don't think it's worth to piss people off to push through the front. Or like putting people in harm's way because there's been shows we've gone to where you and I have trouble breathing almost, yeah. like, because we're being crushed. Now we've gotten older, we've wised up, we just hang in the back on those shows. But when we were diehards, mm-hmm. it would get hot, it would get packed and uncomfortable. And, like, we've seen a lot of people pass out over the years. Yeah. It's kind of scary. So as women, we need to look toward each other to take care of each other and not be looking out for ourselves as only yeah and just in general too like gotta look out for everybody yeah that's true everybody yeah shows just look out for each other pick each pick each other up from the pit and make sure you help your crowd surfers crowd surf Mm -hmm. like just good crowd etiquette come on people yeah just be nice. Treat people how you want to be treated. Yes. That's I agree. Why. But I forgot how we got on that tangent. Oh, being fans in the scene. Yeah. Get us on our little tangent of crowd etiquette. We'll never stop. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Also, I was thinking about this, like, I was thinking about this topic of, like, being a girl and being a fan, Mm -hmm. and I don't, I, I've just seen, like, stories on TikTok, so, like, obviously, I don't think for, like, I know for me, like, nothing weird, like, with bands or anything ever happened at Warped Tour, and I don't think 
anything weird ever happened with you. No. But on TikTok, uh, I've seen stories and I'm like, that sucks. Um, and I'm just really glad that that never happened to me because I totally was like a diehard fangirl of like all my bands. So it just sucks that like that happened to so many people. You know what? They always say never meet your heroes for a reason. Yeah. It was a terrible thing to say. But it shatters the illusion, and I'm sure all of those women had their illusion shattered, which is super sad. Or worse, which sucks. Mm-hmm. Um, being a girl is rough. But you know what? I wouldn't change it for a thing because, like... Oh, me neither. It's just a blast. We've met a lot of cool girls, too, in shows. Yeah. We friends. We've traded um, friendship bracelets with other girls. That's pretty cool. Being a girl is rough because of the exp- because of the societal expectations and I guess like things that just like occur to us just simply for being girls. But also, it's a beautiful experience to just live this life as a woman and meet so many other great girls. And women. And it's I'm really grateful for it. Like every time that we talk to girls and then they're like, oh my gosh, your podcast is so cool. And oh, yeah. also like living in Milwaukee, like the band scene here is amazing, but there's like some great female fronted bands here. There's that- a decent amount. We have um we just saw a couple within the last few weeks. Dream House. Lilac and Lotus. I think Lilac and Lotus is from Madison, you said? I'm pretty sure, yes. But close enough. Wisconsin scene. Mm-hmm. Dreamhouse is from Milwaukee, I think. I believe so. Gold Steps, Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. Scam Likely, Milwaukee. Which, as a side note, um, Amber was just telling me to check out their new album. Yes, their debut. It came out. A few months ago at some point. It came out in 2023. But oh. I just, yeah, I just listened. I, I just listened to it yesterday. And that album, best debut album I've ever heard. Like, not even going to lie. I love it so much. I was like kind of sort of listening to it a little bit. And like, I have a weirdly specific reference to it. Their music makes me think of 90s women-fronted, like, garage rock bands that you would hear on movies like 10 Things I Hate About You. Nice. Yeah. I like those vibes for them. (laughs) It's, like, really specific, but really, really good. Who else? So, there's a band in the Green Bay area, Trash Pandas. And I have yet to check them out, but I went to high school with the singer and she is very talented. We were actually in bands or in bands, like concert band together. And um, she and I have gone to a couple of shows together over the years. I know we saw Panic at the Disco together. 
when we were in high school, actually. Uh, I think I met up with her at a couple shows, too, at the rave. Her and her boyfriend were down there, and I just got together with them, and we all saw the show together. But if her band is anywhere near as talented as she is as a singer, I would recommend them 100%. They're going to be in Milwaukee next week. Um, today's the 21st, Emily. They'll be here tomorrow. Oh my gosh, they're going to be here tomorrow. <laughs> so they're going to be... <laughs> so if you didn't go, you should try to go next time because I have seen Trash Pandas and they are very good. Yeah. Sorry, this is going to come out <laughs> late after after their performance. Whoops. But we'll report back to you. Well, I'll report back to you. Yeah, they perform a lot though. Lacey's always posting stuff on Facebook about it. Yeah, so. they perform all the time. They just got like nominated for a bunch of awards. Really? Yes. Well, that's cool. I forgot what awards they are, but they oh, that's okay. Like the 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 Bammies. I've never heard of that. Oh, the Bay Area Music Awards. Uh, yeah, they got nominated for like five of them. Good for them. Go trash pandas. We love to see women succeed so greatly in this scene. We love it. Yes. But should we just read our list? Of what? Of our band of our girl fronted bands. I mean we could. For anybody who's really feeling like going on a women vocalist kick. I'll also have our Spotify playlist for you when we drop this episode. Yes. With all of these bands on them. All right. So this is what I got. We are the in crowd. Hot Milk. Hey Monday. Tonight Alive. New Year's Day. Stand Atlantic. Honey Revenge. Oh, yes. Stand Atlantic <laughs> is great. Uh, how did I forget them? They're my faves. I think they were on tour years ago with Pierce the Veil. Yeah. To give you like an idea of their style. But That's where we saw them. Yeah. They're very good. But other than that, I have Paramore and Avril Lavigne because they're probably the most famous currently. Um, I have Paris. Lolo, Taylor Acorn, and Willow because Travis Barker got a hold of her and is really whipping her music into um into style. Nice. Yeah. So a lot of our bands you already listed. <laughs> so I have Paramore. So on my list I have Paramore, The Pretty Reckless, Evanescence, New Year's Day, Tonight Alive, Icon for Hire. Encourage my love, and then the girls' um, new band is called Soft Cult, which is it's not like Courage My Love music at all. It's kind of more I don't even know how to describe it. Um, hey Monday, we have the in crowd. Fly Leaf, Avril Lavigne, Meet Me at the Altar, Fit for Rivals, which I forgot about them for a long time. I have not heard of them. I only know one song. It's called Damage, but I saw them at Summerfest one year, and I was like, this is amazing. Pollyanna, Honey Revenge, 
scene queen. Did we say in this moment? That's another one. If- I didn't have that on our, our list, but we did just talk about her. So, but yeah, yes. in this moment. Yeah. That's like a good chunk of bands. I'm broadening my horizons by like getting into some of them. Mm-hmm. I was listening to a whole email female fronted list and there is like more on there but i didn't want to put them on my list because i i I wasn't actively listening so i don't actually know who the bands are but there's Mm. there's definitely a lot more out there that we just have to discover yeah this is um hopefully just tip of the iceberg yeah send us your girl power bands heck yeah i'm here for it well that just about wraps it up for us i think yeah we will publish this episode next week on, I don't know what day that is. But anyways, we'll see you then. This is Amber. And Emily. And we are your emo homies. Also follow us on our social media. Thanks. Bye.